Hello and welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast, brought to you by Payne West Insurance. I'm your host, Jack Genoway. Today, I'm joined by Amy Queen of Healthy by Design and Tyler Amundsen of Big Sky Senior Services. Thank you both so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. And today in the co-host seat is Kathy Greider, the Billings Chamber's Workforce Development Manager. Thank you for being here, Kathy. Absolutely. And today we're talking about the Resilient Yellowstone Initiative, an, an effort to just make us all a little bit healthier and a little bit more resilient to shocks. So uh, can I have you both introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about uh, what your organizations are? Yeah, so Amy Queen, Community Health Improvement Manager on behalf of Healthy by Design Coalition. The coalition um, is a collaboration with cross-sector partners. Our goal is to promote and improve health in Yellowstone County. It was created originally by the CEOs of Billings Clinic, St. Vincent's, and Riverstone Health. They had this shared recognition that they could um, better impact the community health needs by um, working together with with some unified strategies. Um, and I'm Tyler Amundsen. I'm the executive director at Big Sky Senior Services. We provide low-cost in-home care for senior citizens, um, and we're a local nonprofit, so we make sure anybody can afford those services regardless of cost. Um, and I'm here today um, because we're part of the Resilient Yellowstone Project that we'll talk about a little bit later um, and so we work with the Healthy by Design Coalition in that capacity. So, and tell us a little bit more about uh, Resilient Yellowstone. Like, what are the uh, priorities of this initiative? So, Resilient Yellowstone um, is an initiative that came out of funding from a Centers for Disease Control and Prevention grant. Uh, the idea is that um, we're recruiting, training, and deploying community health workers to various community organizations in Yellowstone County. And so community health workers are those frontline public health employees. They're considered trusted um, community members. And the goal with the initiative is that we're building resilience in Yellowstone County. We're addressing health disparities amongst the community, um, especially those members who were hardest hit by the pandemic. Okay. So the, is part of the idea here to assist with recovery for the pandemic or to make us uh, a little bit, you know, more prepared for the next shock that comes along or both or. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> it's a both. Um, the idea is that it's supporting um, the rebuilding, but also um, that, that prevention going forward, knowing what those resources are going forward, making sure the community is more resilient the next time. Um, there is a pandemic or or an event that's going to impact the community in that that manner. Yeah. And I, I have a lot of little like level setting questions that I'm going to have to ask because this is all very new to yeah. me. And so I'm sure it's going to be a lot really new to a lot of our audience as well. Who all is involved with this this initiative? So um, Healthy by Design serves as um, um, the coordination behind this. But our organizational partners include Adult Resource Alliance, uh, Billings Clinic, the Chamber, um, Living Independently for Today and Tomorrow, so LIFT, the Native American Development Corporation, uh, also Riverstone Health HIV Services, St. Vincent Intermountain Health, and then also, um, of course, Big Sky Senior Services, who's here today. It, and so... 
when when you think about making us more resilient for <laughs> like the next major health crisis, uh, are you thinking broadly about you know other flu-like viruses or uh, you know how how holistically um, are we looking at people's health when we're talking about this? Yeah, each site is taking a, a different approach, and so um, Tyler may be able to to really kind of provide some feedback on the direction that they're taking with that. Yeah. So um, Big Sky Senior Services, through this grant, gets to um, employ a community health worker. And so those are folks, and that it's a new term, actually. It was a new term to me as well. Um, but the idea is these are folks that are trusted members of the community who are engaged in helping with aspects of health. And those can be health from physical health, like we were just talking about with diseases, um, but it also can be mental health and even um, social issues that they're facing. So housing um, challenges like that. And so um, through that grant, we've got a community health worker trained in a national program um, with the idea that they're going to be able to take on some of the bigger needs that we've got at Big Sky Senior Services. Um, that involves some of our clients that face some pretty severe challenges in their lives as far as they might be hitting the end of the care they can receive in their home. And so we need to get them moved into a new facility. Um, that could be that they're having trouble accessing appropriate services, whether that be medical services. They just can't navigate the medical system the way they need to. Um, and we're working particular, particularly with seniors. And um, so the challenges that they uniquely face and how they um, get access to services in the community. Okay. Um, yeah. So what are the measurable outcomes that you're trying to achieve by deploying healthcare workers to some of these organizations? Is it uh, changing the behaviors of some of the people that you're working with, or is it more access to resources? What are, what are your outcomes? I was going to say for us, it's both and. And so I'm sure Amy can speak to that too. Um, it's, it's changing behaviors of the individuals because sometimes they need some help adjusting and be able to get where they need to get in life. Um, and some of it's really about that um, health systems and social systems are hard to navigate. And so how do we come alongside of those folks, not necessarily do it for them, but come alongside of them and help them become their own best advocates. Um, and then I think the last piece of it is too, by having a community health worker at six or seven different nonprofits in Billings, same job title, um, these folks can work together. Um, and so one of the things I've seen is we've worked with Billings Clinic's community health worker quite a bit um, and gotten some resources to seniors that might not have been in our direct care if we had not had that. The Resilient Yellowstone is really just one piece of just one initiative of uh, Healthy by Design. Can you, Amy, can you help us understand some of the other initiatives that Healthy by Design has set forward? Uh, including the community health improvement plan in which you already mentioned before. So some of our um, either past or our current initiatives, we've had the uh, Be a Good Neighbor shoveling campaign, snow shoveling campaign. There's Billings Beats on the Streets, which um, our new neighborhood just rolled out. Be sure to check out the website to see um, what the high clues are for that. It's a family-friendly physical activity initiative creates a sense of pride in Billings. We also have the Gardener's Market, which takes place at South Park every Thursday from four to six, um, a space to get fresh fruits and vegetables, the resilient Yellowstone. Looking ahead with um, this next chip, 
we're really focusing on um, building out the tactics and the work groups for each strategy area. The, the efforts that we're going to capture here in the first six months um, will be reported in six-month progress reports. We're going to share those via all of our usual Healthy by Design communication, communication channels. Couple couple areas that we're focusing on, we're going to be developing and sharing a Brightside Neighborhood Cleanup Playbook. That's to support beautification efforts um, and be able to share those with other neighborhoods beyond the South Side. We're coordinating with the City of Billings to complete the Mobilize the Magic City Creative Placemaking Playbook. That's going to help increase the ease of of public art implementation in Yellowstone County. We're also over the next six months going to develop some criteria criteria for complete neighborhoods, um, what that definition of that would be so that we can in turn um, do some mapping of the average distance between quality of life resources. Um, that makes a big impact across the neighborhoods. We're also going to be relaunching some healthy by design, healthy recognition initiatives and then as far as um, with Resilient Yellowstone, with those sites, we're going to be supporting them and really completing some impact evaluations and looking ahead to the future at some sustainability self-assessments. How are we going to make sure there's some future investments in the retention of community health workers in Yellowstone County? Tyler, how does this overlap with your work? I imagine it's so, somewhat difficult for um, older folks to get get out and get some of that physical activity that sure. we're learning more every day is so important for somebody's health. Yeah. So one of the statistics that came out of the survey that was done as part of this was that um, older adults are using screen time more than our kids, right? Um, and in fact, that one is one of the ones that our group is going to take a serious look at um, because that impacts their... Um, physical activity every day. And so um, if our folks that are our grandparents, our parents are sitting in front of screens more than our kids, but we're limiting our kids' screen time, why aren't we talking <laughs> to our parents about that? Um, and so that's one of the ones we're going to take on and talk to our seniors about how maybe they can use their mind um, if they can't, if they're instead of being in front of a screen, or can they get up and take a short walk, even if it's from their chair to the kitchen a couple more times a day. Um, but those are some real kind of tangible ways we're hoping to take advantage of this work. So. so, Amy, the community health needs assessment is done every three years. Um, so can you tell me what, you know, out of that needs assessment that was done late last year, what are the initiatives that we're looking at going forward for mm -hmm. the next three years? Yeah. So with the needs assessment, um, the idea is that we're identifying those key health issues. We're using um, some thorough data collection and then analysis. And then we bring the community together. We had an event last fall where about 100 community members then prioritized what those, those um, needs were based on both um, our community's ability to impact the issue, but also the scope of severity of that particular area. And after completing that exercise, the results put um, four areas there in the top four. We're looking at mental health, substance misuse, access to health care, and then a combined nutrition, physical activity, and healthy weight um, at, at the top of the list. 
I'd like to key in on something that you talked about a little bit earlier, which is the complete neighborhoods thing. And uh, I'm, you know, this is something that I'm kind of a nerd about. I, it's, you know, urbanism and walkability and all that kind of stuff. Could you talk a little bit about how to create walkability, how to make the healthy choice, the easy choice, not just have us be in our cars all of the time for, for everything that we do. Then does, um, does Healthy by Design have any policy recommendations to help us get to that? you know, a more walkable community. I love that you're a nerd about this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of our um, success stories is, is around um, the, the bright side of the tracks branding with the South side. And, and a lot of that ties into um, that walkability piece. That was a Kresge foundation funded grant. The idea was we we're going to focus on food security and culture and art um, with that idea that we're making a healthy neighborhood. It was a, a complete healthy neighborhood effort for the south side of Billings. We know that um, when there isn't good walkability, when people don't feel safe in their neighborhoods, there is a snowball effect there as far as how it's impacting physical and mental health. And so that was one of um, um, one of many exciting success stories that we've had as a coalition. That initiative included, 12 entryway signs with this bright side um, of the tracks branding as folks are entering the community. Um, it's increasing neighborhood walkability and neighborhood identity by um, including some sidewalk poetry. I don't know if you've taken a visit to the South Side. I'd encourage you to do that. But that was a really exciting way to help um, both folks in the neighborhood and beyond the neighborhood get out, um, get a nice walk in support some of those long-term health benefits. And those poems were created by folks within the neighborhood. And there are podcasts for that. Nice. <laughs> Tell us we more. love a good podcast. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jack. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Tell us more about uh, the Gardener's Market. I love the Gardener's Market because it's easy for us to go after work. Mm -hmm. um, but, but give us a little more information on the Gardener's Market at South Park. Yeah, I think that's one of the big wins is it is easy after work. So... Uh, the Gardener's Market is one of our longest running initiatives. We're in our 13th season now. The market runs every Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. at the South Side, uh, at the South Park. And the goal with the market is we're bringing healthy, fresh, local, affordable produce to the community. In addition to fresh fruits and veggies, we're, um, we have vendors that are also selling baked goods, eggs, um, meat, handcrafted items. With the gardener's market, it sprang out of this idea of making sure that we had um, food access. So um, Southside is currently a USDA designated food desert. That means there isn't easy access to a grocery. And so part of the year, there is the gardener's market that offers some of that um, um, access to food. We try to make it very easy for our vendors. So there's no fees. There's no long-term commitments for them. So they could come one week and not come the next. And then the following week, return again. And we work with them um, on completing a training and uh, making sure that they have a vendor packet at the market to encourage um, that more complete food access. We accept WIC Farm Direct benefits. We also um, accept SNAP benefits as well as the senior coupons. And so part of that training 
helps vendors get up to speed on those different payment options if they want to participate in that. But it is open to the entire community. So what else do we need to do in order to make Yellowstone County more resilient? What are some of the other objectives that uh, how Resilient Yellowstone is looking at in the coming future? Well, I know one of the things that's come out of Healthy by Design for Big Sky Senior Services and the Adult Resource Alliance is the um, coalition to make billings age-friendly. And so we're going to be doing some work in the next year with that coalition who has members from the chamber as well as several other organizations in the community um, to look at what initiatives we need to help support seniors. Um, and part of that's it's part of the resilient Yellowstone work and um, and how we connect these folks to resources. You know, the two big issues that groups look at is transportation and housing, which we know are big issues in our community for so many folks around health. Um, and so that's one of the things I'm excited about. Um, I'm also just excited to see the collaboration between nonprofits because we really are starting to see folks share resources um, and get folks connected to the services and help folks advocate for themselves, which I think is ultimately where we see the most health is when people take ownership of their own health. Tyler, when we went to city council with um, some of the numbers regarding, you know, how our population is going to be changing over the next 10 years, can you share with me some of those numbers that you had mentioned at that city council meeting? Sure. And I'll see if I can remember that long ago, Kathy. But I I think what we're looking at is by 2030, um, 29% of our population in Billings will be over the age of 60. Um, And that's a pretty stark number when we think about um, what that means. The other conversation there is we need to be talking about what it means when you get over the age of 60 and how you live in our community. And so that's where it drives some of these conversations about even the walkability piece we talked about earlier, like it's great to be a nerd around that because it's going to help so many different populations of folks. So do you know off the top of your head how that are, you know, the numbers on how Billings is aging compares to the United States or Montana as a whole? Yeah, I think Montana's the fifth oldest nation or state in the nation. Mm. Um, and so we're up there. Um, and the real important thing to think about with Yellowstone County isn't necessarily our county itself but it's the surrounding counties that don't have resources and they're aging faster than we are. Mm. Um, likely a lot of those folks will come here or move here for services. Um, and so we just need to be thinking our community in that direction, getting ourselves ready for that. Um, and it could be fun. It doesn't have to be a, a sad story. Like it could be a lot of fun to be a place to hear all the stories that come. We should have a podcast probably on the stories from around the area so we can hear as people move here, what, what like, what is like to, live in Montana and be here. Yeah, we, uh, you know, housing is one of our big priorities and just making sure that people have a sense of belonging in Billings is one of our big priorities. And that, you know, we normally think about that as a workforce issue, but of course it it applies to a lot of different people. You know, we want to make sure that Billings is open for everybody and that everybody can benefit from all of the great resources that we've collected here in Billings to make ourselves that regional hub. And just, I will, I'll say kind of my wrap up comment for you guys is I'm really proud of Billings, right? Um, we've been doing this, um, healthy by design initiative work for over 10 years now. Um, we're ahead of most of the communities in Montana on this. Um, sometimes I think we think we're behind the curve as Billings, but quite frankly, this is one area that we've taken huge leaps and bounds. Um, and I'm really excited to see where we go with this next one. The plug, Tyler. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, 
So if anybody wants to get involved in either of your organizations or in Resilient Yellowstone, where should they go? So as far as Healthy by Design, um, as I mentioned, you know, our work is really community driven. So we're always ready for more folks to get involved. If um, anyone's looking to learn more about getting involved, they can email us at info at hbdyc.org. They can also call our community health improvement specialist, Tony Chase. His number is 406-247-3394. And then um, just for general information, you can also visit our website, www.hbdyc.org or our Facebook page, Healthy by Design. And for Big Sky Senior Services, you can go on our website to bigsky.care um, or find us on Facebook. And as always, I'll do the nonprofit plug. of We have some great events coming up this fall, a golf tournament, um, as well as the Rubber Duck Regatta at the zoo, um, which we're really excited. And we just help build awareness about preventing elder abuse in our community. So we'd love to have some folks out for that on September 16th. That is a great event. I've been to that yeah. one before. It is. It's yeah. super yeah. fun. We have a lot of fun and it's always fun to see who gets to win the duck races. So yeah. we'll have a lot of fun there. All right. So before we wrap up, we like to have some little rapid fire questions at the end of our episode that we've not prepped you on. Uh, Perfect. We call them Rorschach <laughs> questions. Um, and these are just, yeah, kind of more lighthearted, fun, get to know you questions. But um, relevant to the topic today, uh, what's something that each of you do to get active, you know, without necessarily going to the gym? <laughs> Gardening so, is a big one. I feel like that's the easiest way to get involved. Yeah. I have the cutest Aussie doodle ever. And so I have to take her for a walk or she gets <laughs> mad at me. So that's kind of my motivation to stay active. I would say chasing my kids. I, I stay pretty active following them to all their activities. <laughs> uh, aside from, I, I know that I definitely cook differently in the summer than I do during the winter. And, you know, related to the Southside Gardener's Market, you know, what are some of your favorite summer recipes? Oh, I've got one right off the bat. So we make quinoa bowls. Um, we love to make them. So um, sweet potatoes, quinoa, usually steak asparagus and um, feta cheese all mixed together in a bowl. And it's awesome. And I think later in the summer, I've started to get sweet potatoes at the gardener's market. So nice. Tyler, yeah. what time is dinner at your house tonight? That's <laughs> actually <laughs> what we're having tonight. So um, about 630 so I can get to the softball game. So <laughs> We've uh, been grabbing some arugula from the gardener's market and loving just adding that into any sort of salad mix. It's just versatile and it's delicious spicy and we love it. I would agree. And I think, you know, Jack hit it as, you know, in the summertime, we're able to to break out the barbecue or the Blackstone, you know, a lot more fresh fruits and veggies that are, you know, we have access to. I've actually been to the, I've actually been to the Southside Gardeners Market uh, a couple of times. And one of the things that struck me about it was that you can get more than just produce there. Um, so what's one of the favorite, one of your favorite things that you've seen at the Gardeners Market before? One of my many favorites though, is this um, chocolate zucchini muffin um, that I guarantee you is still very healthy when you take a look at the ingredients so, and it's delicious. I know which one she's talking about. So yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I actually really like the meat vendors down there. Um, we've gotten some really good okay. food from them. And so just going to highlight those for sure. So 
there. Nice. So. Uh, last but not least, um, this is a question that we ask at the end of all of our episodes. How long have you been in Billings and what keeps you here? I'll have been in Billings nine years next week. And what keeps me here? I, I just love it here. We didn't anticipate that we would love it as much as we did. Um, so it's, of course, our jobs. We love the careers that we've been able to develop here in Billings. We love the community. Um, we love that you can get involved and make an impact in the community. And we have family here, which is always a win. Yeah, so we'll have been here six years, um, actually, this month. Um, and I would say for me, man, so I, like I said, I, I'm getting more and more proud of this town the longer I'm here because I feel like we're making huge strides in our ability to connect and share as a community. I'm just seeing some really creative businesses come in the community. Um, and, um, it's been a great place to raise a family because, um, there's just so many resources for us. Um, so I'll just brag on the whole community, I think, in general. Like, we just stick around because everything seems to be showing up here the way it needs to. Awesome. All the things. All the things. I like it. <laughs> Kathy, I know you've answered this question five different times at this point, but <laughs> for the for people who've only heard this episode. Yeah, I, I would echo, you know, uh, I'm born and raised in Billings. All of our family, for the most part, is here. And, you know, just having that, have the family support. And additionally, I think... Billings has a lot to be proud of. Our, our schools are amazing. Uh, we're, we're moving forward in so many directions, as Tyler already mentioned. And it's really fun to get to be a part of that. All right. Well, thank you all so much for your time today. Uh, please keep up the good work. And we'll, we're excited to see where you go from here. Thanks for having Thank us. you for having us. Thank you so much to Amy and Tyler for joining us today. Thank you to Kathy for co-hosting. And thank you very much to Payne West for sponsoring this podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic or ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. If you like what you hear, please rate us on your preferred platform or recommend us to a friend. And don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcast because there is something here for everyone.